From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Morning, morning, morning. How the devil are we, boys? All good. Doing good. All good. Yeah, Doing good, 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 good. I'm excited, very hot mate. Day here. 38 degrees today here. 38 oh. we reached today. Whoa. It was a stinker today, lads. It was a Sim. stinker. Same here, I've got the heating on full blast. <laughs> 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 oh, I've got beautiful blue skies, but it is getting a little bit nippy. I, I'm in my corporate hoodie today, because uh, obviously oh. I am such a company man. Uh, and towing the Surprised line you're not in the dressing gown. Fly in the middle class banner when Dave's off. <laughs> yeah. That's it, of course, of course, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore what Rai said there because Rai's seen me once too many times in my dressing gown now. I send Rai little Every video time. messages. You say. Every time. Usually when he's at the top of the ladder, I guess. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sent him a couple of messages last night because uh, obviously I tried to, um, I tried to get some conversation going in the WhatsApp group. So yeah. I started just having a bit of fun, and I, I was messaging right at the same time, going, you're the only one that understands me. I think everyone else thinks I've got some <laughs> sort of nasty, either a mental illness or going through a, a particularly nasty breakdown. A bit like Joey Barton, but friendly. You know, that, that kind of... Friendly Barton. There we go. So yes, lots to talk about the day, lads, and, and... There's a new feature. There's what? a new game. Oh, what? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes. The quiz is like, sweeping like, under a nation. <laughs> like, like I said when I had Jay Z and Drake over last night when they, when they were at my crib, uh, sat in my studio. They're going like, "You're spending too much money on this, Ted." And I went, "Lads, just shut up, eat your kebabs, sit on the uh, sit in the spare room bed, and just be quiet while I finish this." And uh, yeah. I, I, I believe. Cats, I mean, by the way, listeners, his name is Cats. Yes. <laughs> what a great idea! I need to get two more cats now. That's it. Um, so, you know me. I'm, I'm modest about my involvement with this show, lads. I mean, you know, we've got you Daz are, pus- pushing the buttons. Yeah, it's, uh, absolutely. Daz pushing the buttons. Who's like, on, he man. is Mr. Radio, Mr. Smooth. You know, mm. very, very slick at what he does. Velvet voice. You got Rye, who brings the energy. You've got Steve, who you. brings the intelligence. Brings this, it down, just, don't you mean, when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just me, the amateur, you know. But, you know, as I say, I'm modest about this, but this is the best thing that's ever happened to radio across the world. Yeah. Like, it is. It is. It's, uh, this is saved radio. It's, it, it was it was going to the dark ages, but this this has pulled it back from the precipice. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. From the what? I managed wow. to say precipice, probably. <laughs> yeah. He's not building it up enough. <laughs> <laughs> when one of my mates said, "Why? What is it?" and I said, well, "It's actually it's so crap. It's good." <laughs> oh, that's selling you it. Just build, you build it up and knock yes. it down in one phrase. There. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, was, I, I can't. I'm a realist as well at the same time. You yeah, see. So yes, okay. we've, we've got that. Uh, obviously, we're going to do the, the club headlines very shortly, but we're going to talk uh, transfer window rumours. Uh, Liverpool, Real Madrid, want Kylian Mbappe. 
Survival of the fittest. Fulham edged out against Liverpool last night, but I think Fulham are fast becoming the benchmark for teams getting promoted from the championship. They did all right. They did very good. Yeah, they did. Okay. They did. Started really lively as well. Uh, we're going to talk about spiciest games we've ever witnessed. Uh, that's that's after Roma and Lazio finished with uh, three red cards last night and a beer bottle thrown at one of the uh, of one of the Roma players as well. So yeah, that was a bit naughty. There we go. And we're also going yes. to talk a little bit of Real Madrid. We're going to talk a little bit midweek Fat Club, and probably the other hour, Ryan will talk about the Borough win still. So yeah, <laughs> should we crack on? Should we, should we crack on and get some club headlines and get on to the meaty stuff? Mackhams and Proud, Black Cats News. Yes, good morning, Sunderland fans. According to the Northern Echo, Sunderland have added Blackburn Rovers striker Sam Gallagher to their list of potential transfer targets this winter. The former Southampton attacker has struggled for minutes at Ewood Park, having made only six appearances this season under Yondal Thomason, including five in the Championship. Regardless, Gallagher still has two goals, which is more than Sunderland's five strikers put together. A fee of just under £2 million should be enough to see that deal over the line. Friend of the show and all-round top journalist Kieran Gill of the Daily Mail says that West Ham have ruled out an SOS call to free agent Jesse Lingard as the club focus on January targets that include Sunderland's Jack Clark and Ajax's Stephen Bergwijn. While both Sunderland and Clark have stated there's no desire to sell or leave at this stage of the season, if a certainly tempting offer came in then there may be a deal to be done. And finally, Sunderland Echo reports that Elliot Embleton's loan at Derby County has officially been brought to an end as the attacking midfielder looks to return to action later this season. Embleton went on loan to Derby after returning from a broken leg suffered in the latter stages of 2022 at Hull City and made a quick impression before suffering a freak muscle injury when taking a corner at the end of a training session. Embleton underwent surgery and returned to Wearside to begin his rehabilitation but still technically remained on loan at Derby who continued to pay a portion of his wages. With the January window now open and Embleton still on the road to recovery, the agreement has officially been brought to an end. They are your Sunderland headlines. Magpies and Proud. Mag News. Good morning, Newcastle fans. Bournemouth have denied that Newcastle United have made an approach for Dominic Solanke. News and inquiry came yesterday, but the Cherries have previously made it clear that they've got no interest in parting with their 13-goal striker. There's no doubt Eddie Howe's a big fan of the centre-forward. He signed him from Liverpool back in January 2019 when he paid £19 million for his services. But any move in this transfer window would mean that Newcastle would have to spend a lot more than that. Manchester City won't move when it comes to the demands for Calvin Phillips' loan deal. They are still insisting on a big fee and a contribution to the midfielder's weekly wages. Phillips is understood to be keen on a move to Newcastle United in January but no agreement has been reached between City and Newcastle, who of course face each other on Saturday. And Newcastle are one of several clubs to be linked with 27-year-old forward Serhu Garassi, who is having a season to remember in the Bundesliga. He's currently on international duty with Guinea at the African Nation Cup, having hit 19 goals in just 16 appearances for his club so far this term. Manchester United, Bayern Munich and West Ham have also been linked with a striker, although Build report that his £15 million release clause expires in mid-January. And a reminder, tickets are on sale now for Newcastle United's Premier League trip to the City ground to play Nottingham Forest on Saturday, February the 10th, which is a 5.30 kickoff. Season ticket holders with at least 120 points can apply. And don't forget those who fancy a trip uh, to Villa 
on the 30th of January. There are some tickets still available. Uh, likely points now needed for that particular fixture are down to 10 points. That is your Newcastle United headlines on Thursday morning. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, you beautiful Borough supporters. How good is our team? As if the magical glory of Tuesday night at the Riverside wasn't enough, we woke up on Wednesday morning to hear news of Middlesbrough's second transfer breakthrough. It's been some 24 hours. What is a huge testament to the hard work and planning from Burroughs recruitment team leading into this window. We're only 10 days in, they're about to add, and they added, sorry, their second signing, filling a key position through Luke Ayling on loan from Leeds United. It's well known that Burroughs' new recruitment preference is to sign young talents considered prospects and assets, but there's always been an appreciation the squad can't be sold, solely made up with players of that calibre. That was evident at the start of this season when the club had a tough following, uh, following a busy summer transfer window that saw 12 new players alive. In the case of Ayling, he's a 32-year-old right back who has a vast amount of experience, proven quality at this level, and also put himself forward as a leader on and off the pitch during a seven and a half year stay at Ellen Road. He was, ident- he was ident- identified as crucial for Borough heading to the second half of the season, having lost both Tommy Smith and Dara Lenahan to season ending injuries. Borough prompted to target a right back over a centre back because Rav Vandenberg has been proving more than capable this season. The young 19 year old has been absolute class when and been able to play through the middle as a more natural position to the young Dutchman rather than the right back set. And on top of that, Matt Clark has returned from his 14-month layoff while Michael Carrick is still keen to manage him carefully. His form has been an unexpected bonus as well, making Luke Ayling the perfect recruitment. Come on, Borough! That's your Borough Headlines. From Wickham to Whitley Bay, Stony Gate to Shields, Doggy to Darlow Back Lane, Steve, Ted and Rye. The Northeast Footy Breakfast. Right across the Northeast. The red, the tune, and the cat. I was going to sneeze the like, whole time I was reading those out. Like, it was like on the edge of my nose. You know, like, it was like. It sounded a bit like, weird. It was from the start. I was like, I'm going to sneeze here. And then, look to the late, and then I look to the late. And I look to the late. Oh, is there something you can do? I literally you look to the, the late. You look up. If you've got yeah, late, yeah. look up all that. Oh, and that okay. Sneeze. All right. All right. Well, Apparently yeah. Sorry so, about that. It was so. it was on we the edge. You should never the whole ever time. stifle a sneeze. You know, you should oh, never oh. ever stifle a sneeze, right? Really? That, and Is that bad? Burst of blood vessel. Yeah. Uh, uh, dead serious. Serious TED talk here. Literally, uh, you can actually cause a stroke by by stifling a sneeze because you can burst a blood vessel. There you well, go. if I go quiet, please send someone over then because uh, I still feel There's like sneeze sneeze that man, so. is the, yeah, You're either yeah, asleep yeah, or no, talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's your two seconds. I didn't fall asleep yesterday, by the way. My microphone got cut out. I swear Whatever. Dave muted me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I did listen back and um, to to catch up on it because I was asleep. <laughs> All right, did you? Okay, yeah. It was it was literally the only time you were quiet the whole show. It was brilliant. Me and Steve had some peace. <laughs> we just brought out the fine china and had a nice cup of while you were quiet. It was, it was perfect. It was just fantastic, mate. Uh, so, well, I thought Hayden Hackney so be, played well. Yeah, uh, I was really yeah. Oh, with give him over. That. Give over. This, this, this is exciting, lads. This is one of those the, one of those opportunities where I sat down thinking, okay, it sounds like Dave's getting a bit bored of what the fact. So I've got to keep the boss happy. And I, I needed something new. And I've, re- I've reverse engineered this one, lads. I heard the music Ooh. first, and the feature has come off the back of the music. 
So it's a bit of an interesting one. So the idea is, you know how Daz takes the mix in that uh, when I'm when I'm not here and I've got, I've got to work the other job, and it sounds like I've yep. been kidnapped and I'm actually tied to a radiator. Oh, Mister! Yeah. Yep. Oh, Mister! Let me go! Let me go! <laughs> Hear me. I will read these headlines for you. <laughs> um, <coughs> I don't know why I go into the Stott brothers straight no, away there, but anyway. No, I don't either. It's, <laughs> it's like a bit Reeves character all over again. Have you uh, Watching the ships rolling in, rolling out again. Um, anyway, let's, let's get back to some sort of... Yes, anyway, where was I going with this? Yes, Daz. So Daz yes. obviously levels these accusations that I've been held prisoner. It's not actually true, lads. Ah. What has happened is I have kidnapped everyone in football. Oh. I've kidnapped them all. Okay. They're all okay. prisoner. They're all my prisoner now. Ted's Ted's gone okay. rogue. Ted's gone evil. So wow. I will I will release my hostages one by one. If you can guess by one second of audio who I've got hostage. Mario Bell. So, I like it, I like Daz, it. Yep. Daz, are you are you ready for this? I'm ready. Today's oh, okay. I'll, I'll best explain. I'll best explain Steve, first Steve, of all. Steve, sit so, down. Are you sitting down, Steve? I'm sitting down, mate. I'm I sitting down, sitting yeah. Down. All right, You're going right. to hear He's, some high-quality audio, right? Some really <laughs> high-quality audio. Prepare yourselves for this. This is like, this is just face-meltingly brilliant. Is there a tune? So you, yes, there is. Oh, oh is, is there a tune? Oh, That's all I'm bothered oh, about. Is there a tune? This is this is. It's not going to sweep the nation like Daz's quiz, but it's, it's going to be close. It's going is to be it going to ruin? Is, is it going to ruin? Is it going to ruin a childhood like favorite yes. song of mine? The Rocky, uh, the Rocky yes, theme. Absolutely. Was, I absolutely, absolutely. You, he, uh, yes, I reckon 100%. you're fine. I don't reckon 100%. Steve likes this song. No, probably not. There's no probably way not. he's probably heard enough of this when he was doing the Doors. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you're going to hear some high quality audio right at the very end of that audio. You're going to hear a voice. And you need to figure out who that voice is. You need to figure, ready, Daz? Yep. Who's Ted going to let out? 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 Ready for the song? Dave said what the fact was lived in. And he said I joined the jobless line. So I kidnapped football and fucking Havana could fit in. So Stephen Rye, you need to shout out, Who's Ted gonna let out? 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 You need to be quiet, boys. You need to be quiet. It's coming. Right at the end of this little clip. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm going to give you a clue. I'm going to give you a clue. Today's hostage, who Ted may let out, is a Premier League manager, past or present. Give us, can we, have you got just the, the voice again? I, I don't know whether... Daz can probably work his magic. I don't know, can you? Uh... <laughs> can, can you, you put a little bit of warning that, on that, that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you if you could skip to like fifty seconds, Daz, okay. I think that should be enough. Okay. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you talk amongst uh, yourselves. We, we've highlighted okay, an, right. uh, <laughs> a possible improvement area. <laughs> was it? Was it just? Was it just? Was it just a laugh? 
I yes, think it was just the lap. I'm, I'm... <laughs> We're gonna lose it all again. <laughs> Oh, hang on, it's stuck mm. on a repeat now. Um, right, so here we go. This is just the very end. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> it's just the laugh. Just the laugh we're looking for. And see, what was the clue again? It's a Premier League ref uh, Premier League manager, past or present. <laughs> Actually, sounds like Steve. It does, I It does a little bit, doesn't it? It kind of does, actually. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, that is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I thought, it was, oh, I, thought, I thought it was me, and then when you gave the clue, I was going, well, clearly hang it's Hang on, not. that's so, very, oh. yeah. Who sounds like you, Premier League manager? So anyway, Maybe we're going to move on. Manager? We're going to, we're going to, no. Ah. Just have a little thing, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, right. I don't know whether Daz can isolate that for later on. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe mm. I need to just have an isolated version of that in when we do the show in the future. When this goes out live, yes. yeah, we will be able to do it. Um, like yeah, that. I mean, thank God we're just recording this. No. <laughs> right. Well, we'll move on, boys. The match last night. Did any of you watch it? No, totally did. I uh, didn't watch it. Potential opponent for the Barra. Yeah. What do you reckon, mate? Because I, I was actually quite impressed with Fulham, and that's not a bad result. It, it, you know, going to Anfield, 2-1 down. Obviously, yeah, I know away goals don't count anymore, but I, I was actually really impressed with Fulham, and, and that, that kind of got me thinking about today's one of today's talking points, which was Fulham now have got to be the benchmark for any team that gets promoted. They bounced yeah. around for a little while, but now they look like a genuine Premier League side. They, they, they're capable of playing some decent stuff. I know when they went to St James's Park, Steve, that obviously there was a sending off in that first half and that kind of wrecked their game and they looked a little bit weak at, uh, yeah. in the game against yourselves. But obviously 10 men for the majority of game, that was going to happen. The rest of the time, though, they seemed to be getting a decent squad together. Willian actually absolutely rolling back the years last night. Had a really good performance. What are they getting right? I'll, I'll come to Steve first on this one because I, I, I'm yeah. guessing you've probably seen more of them. Uh, yeah. What have they got right that so many other clubs from the Championship haven't? I think it's just sensible investment in the transfer window um, that you know since they came up. I think from their perspective, they've they've managed to you know to, to, to pick and choose the right players, and that's down to recruitment at the end of the day. Um, mm. They've got a good mix of, of of youth and experience, but they've also you know, when, when it's come to their players leaving, they've, they've managed to capitalise and get a, a, a decent fee for them. You know, I mean, Mitrovic was a hero there. Um, you know, you would never have expected Fulham to perform as well as they have done, losing their goal talisman. I mean, Mitrovic didn't have the same type of impact at Newcastle, but there again, he was playing at Newcastle in a... Yeah, you know, in a time when you know Mike Ashley wasn't investing in the playing squad, and you know he was, you know, he spent a lot of time suspended or you know chucking himself around and making daft daft challenges instead of putting the ball in the mm -hmm. back of the net, which at Fulham he's proved he can do. But the Saudi league came calling, and off he went. But they they invested the money wisely, and I, I wouldn't say that Fulham is a team that's full of household names. You know, when you look at their the the squad these days, you've got players, of course, that you that, that we know. Um, but there's, you know, it's it's really, it's it's a collective rather than any individual that stands out, which is the case when Mitrovic was there. They've got some, yeah. They've got, you know, do you know, you know what I mean. So Raul yeah, Jimenez, I think they're similar to the, Brighton. 
very similar to Brighton. I think Raul Jimenez is probably the star man as far as you know, um, you know, Fulham's concerned. But like I say, that the rest of the team, you know, if you know, if, if you were doing a quiz in the pub and somebody turned around and said, "Who does Calvin Bassey play for?" You would be like, "Well, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be it, his it mum's son Goldfinger?" In, exactly. You wouldn't be thinking that's exactly Very the kind good. of avenue. That's the avenue you'd be going down, though. You know, you'd be thinking, "Bassey, yeah. it's got something to do with music." Um, it's a Diop. You know, again, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, one of those players. You know, Tom Kearney is is, is another name that probably springs to mind. Uh, Joao yeah. uh, pa- Polina is is Paulina, another one. But yeah. the rest of them, the rest of them, that they're, they're not household names. Uh, Adama Traore, of course, made the move, didn't he? Um, another another yeah. season mm-hmm. pro in the another season pro in the Premier League. But that's what I'm saying. They've they've, they've basically. They basically managed to accumulate players who, you know, obviously play well together, but who've had, you know, they're not a stranger to the Premier League. I mean, you know, he played with Villa and, and Borough as well, didn't he? Went to Wolves. That's where he really Ooh, yeah. became a household yeah. name. But he, you know, he's done he's done very well since he came in, and um, he's he's an impact player. He comes off the bench and and changes games, and he's he's yeah. You know he's he, you know he's, he's yeah that's what Fulham do. I've got to be honest, you're right about that game at St James's Park. You know, had the sending off not happened, I think that would have been a different game altogether. And um, they've never shut up about it, by the way. Um, he constantly points at that particular <laughs> sending off. Um, he's not happy about it, which which doesn't bode well for our fourth round tie against Fulham away. You know, that would be, be his team talk. Remember what happened up there? You know, we should have won. But, yeah. say. but but yeah, look, he's there's no doubt about it. He's a good manager. He has proved he has proved that he can manage in the Premier League, and I don't know anything about the backroom staff, and I don't know anything about their recruitment team, but they've certainly certainly done a good job. Oh, Mark was yeah, no, I, I mean, I you can... mentioned the manager there. Go, sorry, Greg, go on. No, I was just going to say Marco Silva. Exactly that it is one of he's an incredible manager. I think he's uh, someone that you don't sort of see too much of. He's kind of still that got that arrogant, egotistical sort of manager about him, where I'm the best and get out of my way sort of thing. Uh, and he's, he's he's very straight spoken. He, he's not he's quick to tell you when you've done wrong. I think he'd be very very hard pressed uh, to do anything wrong in that dressing room under him because I think you'd know about it pretty quickly. I, I, I liken it to the boot throwing uh, of his sort of style of management. But the best thing for Fulham was Shah, Shah, uh, sorry Shahid Khan, who came in in 2013. Uh, he absolutely you know rejuvenated that team. Um, he took over as chairman in 2013, and like they were after that, they were sh- you know they just gotten rid of. Roy Hodgson, I remember that sort of era. Yeah. Uh, and they just dismissed Martin Joel, if anyone remembers him as well. He'd been there a while oh, as yes. well. So, um, and then they, you know, but then like he came in and they were in the championship because they'd just been relegated with Martin Joel and Rene Mullenstein, I think it was. Yes. Um, yeah. And then he came in and then they, they literally blew, blew it away. I remember we were in the championship and they came in with a transfer record, uh, restructuring the squad. So, um, and then ever since then, they've just been great because, yeah, Shahid Khan has literally just put poured money into it, which you need to do. But they've done it smartly. They've, they've bought youngsters. I mean, they bought Tim Ream around, you know, roundabouts. I mean, Tim Ream's been at that club yeah. now eight, nine years, I think. You know what I mean? And he's like vice captain, centre back. You know, when you can have a player that constantly stays with your, in, in the, your first team and can stay around for seven, eight years, you know you're doing something right. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think, I mean... You, you talk about careful investment as well. That they, they got that fifty million for Mitrovic that that I think has been invested wisely. Uh, you know yep. the, the, the likes of Alex Awobi, um a, a bit part player really when he was at Everton. Yeah. Um, never really fulfilled the potential I think he had at Arsenal. 
where he's coming into his own now. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of joined that that group of Nigerian players in the Premier League that are starting to build a good reputation. Although obviously yeah. nobody ever is going to beat JJ Kocher, I would imagine. That's a, it's going to take <laughs> something pretty special to beat that. But yeah, it, it, it's a team of non superstars, um, and, and I think that seems to be working for them. The the manager though, I mean, looking at this is actually his, his best ever spell as a manager at Potwell. Apart from when he was at um, Sporting Lisbon, he had a win percentage yeah. at Sporting Lisbon of fifty eight percent. Do tell lie, he went to Olympiacos and won almost eighty percent of his matches there. But since coming to England, it's been a little bit of a a dry spell, shall we say? Hull City didn't have the best of times there. In fact, he was only there four months. At Hull City, believe it or not, I forgot he was even there at all. He took charge of 22 games and then 26 at Watford. But to be fair, Watford changed their managers more than I changed me boxer shorts. But there you go. Um, <laughs> and as a Sunderland fan, that takes some saying. <laughs> but yeah, then then Everton came calling. He, again, a bit of a shaky one, a 40% win ratio, 60 games in charge. Again, though, Everton, I mean... Just read above for Watford, I suppose, because the amount of managers that they've been through is absolutely startling as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was just, I was just impressed with Fulham. Uh, I thought, I thought they deserved that little bit of airtime, and and obviously, right, you know, we support two teams that are looking to get into the Premier League in the next in the next season or two, mm-hmm. um, and we could do a lot worse than looking at what Fulham have got on the go there. Granted, we haven't got a Mitrovic that we can sell over to the uh, the Saudis, but um, we we live I mean, in hope, of course, but. Yeah, Shahi Khan is a rich man as well. I think he's like the seventh richest owner in the Premier League. Obviously, you got Newcastle and Man City and that. But if you have a look at like the actual um, owner's wealth and like rank the Premier League's clubs owned by like how much their owners are worth, I'm pretty confident Fulham would be like sixth or seventh. They are like, he is very, very well off. I remember when he bought Fulham, it was only like 150 million or something like that. So you can imagine what Fulham are quite worth now. But I'm pretty confident he, like the actual owner, is worth about seven point seven, around eight billion, somewhere around there. So I mean, he's Absolutely. got money to burn, and he's poured it into that club ever since 2013 taking over. And you know what? If you spend money wisely, when you've got enough, you can make a formidable club. You just can. It's what you know. Money talks. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can build the right team with the right manager, uh, you know, and bring in the right players without, you know. It can go. It can go one of two ways. You can build it correctly, or you can build it like Chelsea have. You know what I mean? Where you just sort of try to patch holes left, right, and centre with a hundred million pounds sort of thing. Where they have bought young, they've bought talent, and they've allowed them to grow into their roles. And then they've topped them up with a few, you know, good stars in Willian, who was obviously an older one that came back. You know, sort yeah. of thing. Doing you know, really well. But, Oh, yeah, incredible. Do you know what I mean? Doing incredible. And then, you know, they got Leno from Arsenal, that keeper. Do you remember when Leno got pushed out because of Ramsdale? Well, Leno's oh, I remember his talk show. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> burn Leno. So, I mean, like, he, I mean, like, they've just recruited well in that, in that yeah. sort of thing. And they've got, like, a, they've got a good group of Brazilians in there as well, uh, which is funny. I reckon they've got a, it's a bit personal, got, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, they've got two or three good Brazilians in there um, that, are, that are all, like, sort of kicking on well together, plus Raul uh, Jimenez. Uh, and they were really, really unfairly treated against Newcastle one game this season as well. I thought the red card was false. Uh, I thought it was disgusting. Uh, and they really should have three points more uh, than what they've had. And I, you know, I, I stand hashtag, you know, Newcastle uh, red, um, you know, red gate as I'm standing. Good, by. good thing about good thing about last night. Moving on from that stupidity is uh, <laughs> is is really that 
they, they, it's only half time. Like I said about Middlesbrough yeah. last night, and um, they've gone to Anfield, which is not an easy place to go to, and come away with a two-one defeat. Now, that's that's a great result to go back to Fulham with. Um, yeah. Craven Cottage will be bouncing. Um, yeah, good old-fashioned ground. And, and and Liverpool won't be fancying that, um, not at all. So Liverpool did well to pull it back and, 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 and get the advantage. But I tell you what, two ties evenly poised going into the second legs, lads. It's exci- yeah. it's an exciting it's an exciting um, end of the Carabao Cup, and uh, I wouldn't want to call it like um, we could be looking at Middlesbrough Middlesbrough against Fulham. In the, in the Carabao Cup final, or, or a letdown that would Liverpool, be, yeah. or Liverpool mm. versus Chelsea. <laughs> mm. I, I still yeah, predict, to, you know, look, Stamford Bridge is going to be very, very tough for Middlesbrough to go to. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I we can't, you can't take away that night at the Riverside, but of course they've only got one goal deficit at their hometown. You know, what I mean, in their home ground, full of Chelsea supporters. You know, Middlesbrough are going to be hard pressed, um, you know, there, especially with the chances, you know, that that Chelsea were creating. If they do that again, then you know they they are bound to score them. They only need a couple of goals, so you know it. it to, you know it's still you know potential you know uh, of a Liverpool Chelsea sort of thing. But you know what we you know we dare to dream and we've you know we've done the right thing. We've beat them at our own ground, and now we go to Stamford Bridge full of belief and full of belief that we can beat a team like them. Fulham as well. Fulham have scored against Liverpool. They haven't lost four or five nil. Do you know what I mean? They've been yeah. they've established in the Premier League. They've they've come up against Liverpool obviously in regularly in the league. So they know what they can do. And you know they've just got to go back there now and, and um so take them back to you know home as well. And I reckon the second leg at home, like Steve was saying the other day, I think that's what you want in these sorts of fixtures. If you can play the second leg at home, knowing what you've got to do, what you've got to overcome, or what you've got to score, it just makes it a little bit easier. I reckon. Uh, and, and you've obviously then got the crowd behind you already as well, trying to and you know telling you what you need to do, sort of thing. So yeah, it'll be great to watch uh, Fulham uh, against Liverpool at home, and obviously then we've got Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. But uh, yeah, tough for Fulham and and Middlesbrough in the in our two two next legs. But uh, can't wait, can't wait. Indeed, mate. Well, Rye didn't stop talking, so we are slightly late for the sports headlines. But here they come anyway. <laughs> Who's Ted gonna let up? Sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) Together across the northeast. The Timber Cat and the Red. Who's Ted gonna let out? 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 That's that's some alarm clock, that. Dave said, What the fuck was lived in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join the jobless line. Yeah, so what you the fact of the fuck could have Anna could fit in? That's a brilliant line. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's my favourite part. You need to shout out who's taking a lead out? Who is it? Who's taking a lead out? Mario Balotelli. Who's taking a lead out? Here we go. Here we go, boys. Okay, turn it up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Do we get any more? Is that it for the whole thing? <laughs> no, that's it. No, you, no, you literally get one second of audio. I'm, wow. I'm not a benevolent hostage taker. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Do we get any more clues? Well, I can see him crying on the radiator at the minute. <laughs> can... You've got to give us that's another no clue. clue. It's, it's what do you want? It's, it's a Premier League manager, past or present, 
and you can hear his voice. I mean, I can, you said he, he might be. A, you, you said he might be. A pre- <laughs> you've changed your clue. You've changed your clue. You said he might be a Premier League manager. He might not or something before. No, no, he, he is a pre- today's hostage is a Premier League passenger. Uh, oh come on, Passing- a Premier oh. League manager. Yep. Past that wasn't present. a clue. That wasn't a faux pas. Past uh, or present. <laughs> past or present Premier League manager. Yeah. That is not and that's that all we get. We get that little laugh and that. Yep. Who's that? Yep. Bring what the who's, fact who's, back. Bring, bring Dave, 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 what the fact oh, was easier sh- than this? Sh- Come listen, on. Let, Daz, let's have it again. Let's have it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who laughs like that? Jeez. Steve? Um, okay, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit flummoxed. But what I'm going to say, my answer will be, yeah, Ryan, you like this. Um, Mikel Arteta, Unai Emery, Antonio Arola, Thomas Frank, Roberto De Zerbi, Vincent Kompany, Marcelo Pochettino, Roy Hodgson, Sean Dice, uh, Mark Silva, Jurgen Klopp, Rob Edwards, Pep Guardiola, Eric Ten Hag, anyhow, Nuno, Spirito Santo, Steve Cooper, Chris Wilder, Paul Hallett, Peg and Bottom, and Costa Goglu, David Moyes or Gary O'Neill. So no, it's that's the present. It's definitely a past. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like. Yes. I like what you did there, Steve. I do like what you did there. It's a former Premier League manager that is being kept hostage. Very right, right, right. right let's, have one more, let's have it one more oh, time. Oh my god! <laughs> it's Steve Bruce, isn't it? No. Imagine. The only time he laughs is if there's a buffet. <laughs> He'll have been having the, he'll have been having the it is so great. similar to Steve. I never even made that connection. Yeah. It does really yeah, sound like is, Steve, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, my last like that. Obviously, it's not Steve. It is a former Premier League manager. <laughs> we shall come back to it. Right. Is that there Joe Kinnear? No, it's not. I don't think Joe ever laughed. There's only one Joe Kinnear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Remember the soccer day, uh, the soccer AM rather, um, <laughs> the song that they made up about them that was just like, I don't even dare do it on here. It was a, one of the greatest play on words that I have ever, ever heard. Like, it was brilliant. But anyway, was, we're going to have was. some transfer okay. crack, lads. Uh, yes. The one thing that's, that's kind of uh, won't go away is that Dortmund are reportedly interested in taking Joey. Jaden Sancho back now. Yeah, hmm. his Instagram. No, he reactivated his Instagram. It's been down ever since. Like he had the fallout with with Van Gaal. Right, they got he got rid of all social media. Well, just yesterday he reactivated his Instagram with absolutely no pictures on it. But he, his profile pic is him in Borussia Dortmund socks. That is it. Ooh. That's what he's done. So oh. yesterday he reactivated his okay. Instagram after the fallout, which hasn't been active for months ever since. He's, you know, the manager said, get rid of social media and all this sort of stuff. Well, he came back yesterday onto Instagram with his 6.7 million followers or whatever. And he's just got one photo of him. 7 million followers. Yeah, there you go. And it's just him in Borussia Dortmund socks. So, mm. yeah, it's literally just his legs, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. In the Borussia socks. So. Signs are pointing. Maybe a heavy hint. You're absolutely right. Maybe a heavy hint. Yeah. But the question question I want, it's a bit of a, a, a multiple part question. They say you should never go back. And is there any cases you can think of where players have been better the second time around at the club? And is there any 
Is there yes. any players you wished had come back to your club? So yeah, we'll I mean, start. New, we'll, yeah. we'll start with Steve. Yes. Newcastle, mate, um, probably going back into the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, Mark McGee was at Newcastle in the um, in, in the in the 80s and, and, and didn't do well at all. Um, and, you know, wasn't a boo boy's favourite, but he wasn't he wasn't popular. But then he came back in um, uh, in his later years and, and managed to partner um, Mick Quinn up front in the 89-90 season when Newcastle just missed out on, on promotion when Sunderland beat them in the playoffs. But they they scored, you know, uh, I think it was 40 goals between them. And, and Mark McGee was superb that season. I mean, there's a there's some great footage of him on YouTube. Um, I, I was at the game. It, it wasn't the greatest of games. So I think we played yeah. Bradford at home and it was in the dying seconds of the game. And Mick, uh, Mark McGee just went on this amazing, jinky kind of run through five or six players and, and just slotted the ball in the bottom corner to win the game 1-0 but there were so many great goals from Mark yeah. McGee that, that, that season and it was redemption for him really you know he, he did yes. he did so well um, there's been plenty of players who maybe have had a second spell at Newcastle uh, I mean Nobby Solano you know had two spells and was great both times Peter oh, Beardsley yeah. Peter Beardsley. The Beardsley one was the one I thought of, actually. Yeah. Beardsley was superb. He, he he came, you know, he came in from uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, and I remember I remember the story. Well, obviously I do talk-ins with Peter, and he, he always says that he was he was coming back on the flight um, from Heathrow up to Newcastle, and Kevin Keegan was on the same flight and didn't know, and, and and he didn't know that Kevin would know who he was. And as they got off the plane, he says, "Oh, you're you're Peter, aren't you?" He says, "You're joining us tomorrow," and he goes, "Yeah, yeah." He says, um, "Well, you better be good." We thought we were getting Kenny Douglas. Um, so, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. But he was, he was absolutely, he was absolutely brilliant, Peter, that season. I mean, you know, that the, the goal against uh, Brighton uh, in the final game of the season, where he, you know, he, he turned, won the tackle, uh, and then just turned and lobbed the ball over Joe Corrigan is, is something I'll, I'll never forget against Brighton in that three-one win. But then he came back, of course, when yeah. Kevin was manager. Um, you know he'd, he'd been around and, and won won trophies of course done done very well at Liverpool uh, had a great time at uh, Everton under Howard Kendall but then came back to Newcastle as, as, a, as a senior player and mm-hmm. you know you, you you know you're thinking is this gonna is this gonna be a good move as you know we we got rid of the likes of David Kelly and, and Gavin Peacock had left due to personal reasons and you know they mm-hmm. they were the mainstay of the the squad that got us up uh, but Peter Beasley came in and I, I think the game I always remember is Oldham away um, he just scored this wonderful wonderful like chip from about. 25 30 yards over the top of the advance and keep at the win 3 1. And it was, it was that was the season that Scott Sellers and Peter Beardsley, you know, helped Andy Cole, you know, become the, the legend that he became in the Premier League. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's, there's been there's been so many, um, like there's been so many over the years. Slightly different slant, you know, Alan Shearer, you know, as a player, but then coming back as a manager, um, sadly under Mike Ashley, which meant that, you know, the only the only memory we have of Alan Shearer is, 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 is taken is down at Villa Park when you know it wasn't really his fault the damage had been done long before he came in yeah. um, you know that was that was probably a, a slightly different version of someone coming back to the club but not doing so well um, but yeah there's, there's, there's been there's been many over the years uh, you know at, at Newcastle but they're the ones that stand out or about you Ryan I mean, the, the one that springs to me is Janino for you guys he came back yeah, the second exactly. time yeah yeah Janino for sure yep I would agree but there's been a few like that we've um, that's come back. I mean, Stuart Downing, he had two two stints with us. Jonathan Woodgate, he had 
His first mm-hmm. spell wasn't too good. He had a loan and then a permanent transfer. Um, but then he came back a second time, you know, a few years later and did all right. Stuart Downing's return, he wasn't the greatest, but I mean, he had 181 when we were in Premier League and then he came back and tried to help us out of the championship, which he did, you know, in all fairness to him. Um, uh, yeah, Jonathan Woodgate. Um, yeah, I guess that, that you know, there's, there's there's definitely been a few that have they've come back and gone. But in terms of players that have left uh, these days, you know, that last year, we still talk about last season, don't we, Daz? I mean, Juba Akpom, for me, Aaron Ramsey, um, you know, Brian Giles, they're all names. For me, Aaron Ramsey, I'd love to have him back. He, I literally was speaking to him yesterday. Um, like, it, it's literally, I'd love to have him back. Marcus Tavernier as well, who's killing it for Bournemouth. Tough, yeah, yeah. Um, he, went, yeah, he went up to the Premier League and I think he's fan, doing fantastic up for Bournemouth now. Um, so I'd love to have him back. But uh, yeah, for players that have done twice, I don't know, does it? For me, it's just Stuart Downing, obviously Junior, you, know, you can't forget about him. Jonathan Woodgate, I can't think of many others that have that have gone and come back. Do you know? I, I, I'm trying to I remember ahead. one of the things about Giannino coming back um, uh, in 2002 was I was really cynical about it because I, it was announced um, around the time there was there was rumours they were doing the season ticket renewals, mm. and I thought yeah. that's really naughty, you know, because he was mm. he was an absolute legend. Um, yeah. You know, he'd been to Atletico, he'd done well there, um, you know, and it was, uh, you know, it was, he'd, he'd already came back on loan and then it was like, oh, that's, and I, and I was, I remember putting some posts up actually on the internet um, in the early <laughs> days, um, <laughs> quite critical of, uh, of it, uh, yeah, um, quite critical of the move. Uh, but he came back and he was instrumental in in that old Carlin Cup win. So, um, yep. you know, it, it, uh, as much as you know, he, he he came back twice, didn't he? Uh, you know, yeah. It, it, uh, um, but I, I think one of the the other players that that I would I would love, to, and again there was rumours, I don't know it was last season, is Adama Traore. I, I would love oh, to see yeah. him back at the Riverside. Gosh, um, he was, know, yeah. He, the best uh, football I've seen him play was was when he was with us. I haven't yeah. seen him reach what he did with us at any other club. And I don't know if that's down to Tony Pulis because I know they had a great relationship <laughs> between those two. But um, but honestly, he was he was unstoppable when he was playing yeah. for us. My goodness. Yeah, and he hadn't discovered the baby oil at that point when he played for us. No, he um, hadn't. So, no. Uh, you know... <laughs> Oh, let's move on. Um, had, had the arms. Okay. Had the arms, though. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that kid can bench. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like to go to the gym, but that kid can bench. Like, he is massive. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but I'd love to have him back. But, yeah, two players that spring to mind for me. Obviously, Juninho. But Stuart Downing had two spells. His first spell was excellent. Obviously, that's what made him. He then went from, uh, I think he went to Sunderland on loan, which is funny enough, after the first spell. He did. Uh, and, and, then he, and then he went off to Aston Villa and, and Liverpool to stay in the Premier League. But he came back to us in 2015. And it was, he was still good, but he was nowhere near the downing that left, I reckon. And Jonathan Woodgate, I feel like his second spell was probably better than his first. His second spell, he ended up playing around 60-odd games where his first spell was about 30 uh, and then he had a big move to Tottenham um, after we were sort of going downhill. But, um, yeah, I think for, for players that have left in recent times that I'd love to have back, Aaron Ramsey, but Tav, who's killing in the Premier League, um, and, uh, you know, and Chuba Akpom, of course. I think Chuba Akpom, after, after seeing a, a striker finally and score 29 goals for our club, which we haven't had in so I'm talking Yakubu, Viduka days. Viduka's another one I'd love to have come back. He left on a free. Mm-hmm. And he was one yeah. of the great, best strikers we had. And Mark Schwartzer as well. 
You know, one of the greatest goalkeepers we've ever had. 370-odd games for Borough. Do you mean ex-Chelsea goalkeeper? Yeah, did you, exactly. Did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, I did. Disgusting. You know what they called him? German as well. They said German, German ex-Chelsea keeper Mark Schwarzer. I was like, you're kidding me, Sky Sports. You are taking, well, oh, my, the proverbial. It was disgusting. Some, someone the German put, ex-keeper for Chelsea. Someone had put a fact up saying that he'd actually been on Sky Sports more than he'd appeared in Chelsea's kit. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> and they still called him ex-Chelsea goalkeeper. We had, um, we had we had Lee Clark back for two spells as well. I remember mm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Goal, didn't you? Yeah, he did. He scored, yeah, he scored yeah, that yeah. goal against, yes. he scored that goal against uh, Middlesbrough. Um, it was the only goal he scored in the second spell. It was a 2-2 draw against Burroughs and James's, and he, uh, he he scored that goal. And um, of course, somebody who I used to to manage as well. Um, I used to, I used to be his agent, uh, Pavel Cernacek. He um, he came back oh, for a spell. Only played him. only played two games in his second spell. But um, I'll never forget that night where he you know he came onto the pitch. It was quite an, a quite an emotional moment for him, uh, just just to be recalled and, and to come back on. But yeah, I mean yeah, as you say, an absolute legend. Back in the yeah. back in the day as well, Terry Mack, Terry Hibbert both had second spells at the club. Um, but yeah, yeah, not many. It, it, it looks out looks like we've got probably about ten or eleven. I think that Newcastle that, that that actually came back. John Craggs is one for the history books. He was mm. he was a player in the sixties and then came back in was sixty six to seventy one, eighty two, eighty three. Mm. Came back. Well, uh, didn't Ed, yeah, he was. Didn't Andy Carroll have two spells with you? No. No, I think he, no. Did he okay. not? I thought he did. I thought I thought no. he was like two thousand and six, and then he came back. Never in, came back. He didn't. No, he, he went okay. to, didn't he, okay, he went to Sunderland, back. didn't he? Didn't he go to Sunderland? Yeah, maybe. He did, did he go to Sunderland? I thought I thought it, no, no, I thought no, he had two different close. spells. What about you, Ted? Hang on, let me. Yeah, it's it's never really worked out for us with the the, the, the homecomings. Um, the most recent one, obviously, was the. Uh, the one last dance that was uh, Jermaine Defoe, um, and then yeah, I mean he, he built a great legacy. Obviously, you know the work he did with with, with little Bradley and the family when, in his first time with the club was just like legendary, and and I think he'll always be loved for that. And that's why Sunderland fans will always cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, mm. Obviously, the goals he scored kept us in the Premier League. Um, there was some ridiculous clause in his contract that Mags Byrne, the old chief executive, put in there that if we got relegated, he could leave for a free, which honestly is just like the worst piece of business we've ever done. Um, but, I mean, the, the left foot volley against the Geordies is, is probably one of the greatest derby goals I'll ever see in my lifetime. Just incredible. Um, but when he came back, um, obviously Lee Johnson was in charge. We're in League One. He'd finished his stint with Rangers, and to be honest, his legs had gone. Um, and he decided, sort of, after after a couple of games of trying to get himself going again, that it wasn't for him, and he actually retired. He left us in the lurch a little bit, and I know a few Sunderland fans that they left a nasty taste in the mouth, uh, and it, it didn't quite work. Um, and that's why there's a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of ill feeling towards that now because. You know, ultimately, it, it took a bit of budget, and that's why we couldn't get another striker in who may have actually been some good in firing us up that season. But yeah, that I mean, that's one of them. Uh, George McCartney um, did come back for a spell as well, Paul's our left dad. back. Sorry, Paul's, Paul's dad. dad. <laughs> That's the sort of you do. How are you? Come on. Oh, God. And I'm acting, dis- I'm acting disgusted, but secretly I'm jealous. That was good. That was good. Very was good, good. Very good. Yes. Was the combination of two Beatles. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, that was very Alan Partridge. Um, yes. Yeah, so McCartney, 
McCartney was all right the first time around. He went away to West Ham. He came back, I think it was under under Big Mick, um, and it just didn't really work out, I don't think. Uh, I, there was another one, Stan Varga. Remember Stanislav Varga? Yeah. He, um, oh, wow. he started off magnificently for us, and I've never seen... Best debut I've ever seen for Sunderland, like bar none. This guy at centre-back, he, he had his first game against Arsenal at home, and this guy was knocking like 60, 70 yard passes absolutely on the toes of the wingers. He just looked incredible. Then he got a, a really serious injury, like to the point this guy just moved into the northeast, just moved to the UK. And there was, a, I'm sure it was some sort of blood disorder or something like that. Somebody might correct me if, if you can, what's up the show? Um, but yeah, he um, he looked at one stage like he might even lose a leg through this this weird condition that he developed through this injury. Um, but yeah, he came back. He, he was solid for us. He went to Celtic, and then Roy King brought him back um, on a deadline day where I think we made about eight signings. Graham Kavanagh, ex Borough, was actually one of them that day as well. Mm. Like who, who yeah, didn't true, let us down yeah. in the championship. Uh, Carve yep. was, I like Carve. I, I, I never thought he got a fair crack of the whip in the Premier League, to be honest with you. But there you go. But yeah, um, yeah. He, when he came back the second time, it was just another one where the, where the legs had gone. If if anybody who I wanted to come back, if you remember when the uh, the Drummerville Consortium, the Irish lot, took over at Sunderland after uh, Bob Murray sold up. Um, yeah. We were looking to get we were looking to get players back in. Um, Niall Quinn was actually manager and chairman at the same time, um, which which was a bizarre moment of uh, in our history. Quinny will tell you he was absolutely naff at being a manager, um, but we tried to get Kevin Phillips back, um, and the, it was looking close to to happening. Which you think like proven goal scorer? I mean, just what a what a striker! The record to go with it. Um, but he instead chose to go to West Brom and was roundly booed when West Brom came uh, came to town. We actually that was that was the only win I think under Quinney's regime was was that game. But yeah, so it was a bit disappointing. Phillips kind of turned his back on us. But in hindsight, do you do you go and spoil that legacy that you've created? It's 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 a bit of a, a bit of an iffy one. He'll always be a Sunderland legend now. But if he come back for one season and, and barely scored any goals, then obviously it tarnishes that reputation, doesn't it? Andy, so Cole yes. went to Sunderland. Andy Cole went to Sunderland in 2007-2008 season and he played seven games, didn't score a goal. That's right. Mm, yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I think did. that was... Um, we had Dwight York at the same time. Yeah, oh, York, wow, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I think they got one goal between them. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the breaking news, lads, about Sven Goran Eriksson? Eriksson's just revealed that no. he's got terminal cancer, lads. So, oh, no. Oh, no. So bad news breaking there about the former England manager, oh. Sven Goran Eriksson. That's awful. Oh, yeah, That's wow. absolutely awful. The, less than I'll a year to live. Far out. That's not That's good. awful. Hey, just on it, Steve, as well. Andy Carroll did play for you twice. He played from 2006 to 2011, 80 appearances and 31 goals, and then he came back in 2019 and played 37 games for you, scoring one goal. So he did have two stints at Newcastle. Wow. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, 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 so and, yeah, Andy Carroll. His founder has been 2011. Oh, Andy Carroll. 20... I'm talking about Andy Cole, Andy... man. We're talking about Andy no, no, Cole, Andy not Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. No, I'm not talking. Andy Carroll. I knew Andy Carroll. Oh. I knew Andy Carroll had come. I'm talking about Andy yeah, Cole, yeah. not Andy Carroll. You no, missed, sorry. You I was no, sorry. I was talking to Andy Carroll back. When, but I was saying was asking, but Carroll, yeah, Carroll, Andy, 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 Carol. Andy Carroll played yeah, yeah. twice for you. That's what I was. Yeah, talking. yeah, no, that's what Andy, I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Andy Cole, Andy Cole was who we were talking about. He no, was in Newcastle, no, 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 no. ninety-three to ninety-five, mate. So yeah, you, you missed yeah. it. 
I did you still say Solano? Remember. You did say Nobby, didn't you? Because you got the dinner yeah, with him yeah. soon, don't you? Yeah, Nobby's in. Yeah, he was there twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good at it. Actually, I would have liked to have gone and seen the, the Nobby Solano event that's on. Because that, that mm. would have been a little belt of that. Obviously, I'm not a fan of his football. I'm a fan of his trumpet playing, as, as you know. Doesn't play anymore. Um, Doesn't play anymore. <laughs> Does he not? He? Give it That's away. That's a shame, that. Wow. Give it up, mate. Give it up. The band, he still can pull the band together, though. He still gets the Geordie Latinos together. Oh, wow. I've heard go. them a couple of times. They used to do, like, sort of little, uh, little like, sort of backstreet gigs when they first started. It was uh, not not backstreet boys. I mean, like, backstreet, like, little bars and all that sort of thing. <laughs> there was the... Um, there was like an arts club that was uh, not far from where the Big Weatherspoons used to be, Steve, in, in the town oh, itself. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a little, there was a little arts bar just uh, just up one of the side streets, as if you as if you're heading up towards where Pizza used to be. Um, and I, I heard them in there. Honestly, just fantastic gigs. I do miss that mm. about the you know the northeast music scene was class. You could walk into any bar, you know, pretty much any night of the week, and there would always either be you know a, a guitarist on, singer on, or you get like a little Latino band like that on. It's 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 one of the things that's uh, that, that's synonymous with the northeast i think is a, is those bits of live music where they just spring up out of now really isn't it mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i agree and speaking of high quality music who's taking a lead out who's taking a lead out who's taking a lead out who is who is taking a lead out who's taking a lead out who who i mean who? just quality who? lyrics here the fact was lived in and he said I joined the jobless line <laughs> So I kidnapped football and fucking Havana could fit in <laughs> So Stephen Rye <laughs> You need to shout out Who's Ted gonna let out? Who? 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 Who's Ted gonna let out? Who's Ted gonna let out? Who? Who? Who's Ted gonna let out? Who? Who's Ted gonna let out? Ready, here we go, here we go, here we go Right, 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 shh, 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 shh I love that guitar <laughs> instrumental. You talked over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ex go. Premier League manager. Mm. One more time, Des. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to shiz. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. I don't trust him. Are you trying to shazam that? <laughs> Shazam's gonna come up and be like, "Yes, this singer was. They do songs, not Premier League Premier League managers." It might. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm old, okay. Oh no! Nah. It's just like it's, it's, it's like a it's like a recognisable laugh. I just it just yeah, it's Steve. real. I don't think there's any more clues. It's Steve. I'll give yeah, you one more Steve, clue. Yeah. I'll give you one more. All clue. right, go on. Thank you. Right, the. Team that this former Premier League manager used yep. to manage is on the coast. Oh, Harry Redknapp. Oh, it's a good shout, you know. Play it again. <laughs> I can see why you'd say that. I can see why you're saying that. It's not right, but I can see why you'd say that. It's too, uh, so, it's too high pitch for Larry McMenemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was never a Premier League manager, was he? <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, so uh, yeah, nice. just to just to just to just state, it's not old First Division. This is Premier League. 
Right. Yeah, Ex yeah. Premier League manager. Right, are you Googling Premier League manager laughs on YouTube? No. <laughs> can, you, can you even do that? I don't know. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, I, got, oh, can no, you, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Whatever. Just, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, when I hear Steve laugh now, I'm going, hang on, is he that playing is the full clip? It's him, mate. It's him. I swear it to God. It does sound him. like a bit mad. Does it? Anyway, Bloody listen, let's, let's not be late for the news. Otherwise, otherwise, oh, Radio Dad and Radio Uncle will tell us off. Come on, then. <laughs> on TAB, online, on your smart speakers. This is the North East Footy Brecky. We'll be back with more football chat after this. The Northeast Footy Breakfast, right across the Northeast on DAB online and on smart speakers. And like I said earlier, you can get in touch with us on 033043002. Good morning, gents. How are we doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We, we've no, had another guest. For, uh, who's Ted going to let out? It's uh, the Holgate Ender on X, formerly Twitter, of course. It's Ted, it's Terry Venables. Says the whole get ender with with some conviction and some confidence. However, I've destroyed that confidence by saying it's not right, but good guess. I said in a patronising way. Well done. <laughs> oh, I love I love the whole a, gate ender. He's, he's actually good crack. I, I, I do. I probably get I get probably nicer comments from the Middlesbrough fans and Geordies than I do from the Matthews. Our fans, me and my uh, me and my huge sixteen followers on X guys sixteen. And I got I got I got abuse the other day because I'm new to all this, right? I'm 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 not up with these newfangled apps and all that sort of thing. And I got abuse from a Geordie fan the other day because I only had 15 followers, uh, and I thanked them very much for getting in touch because three of them were bots, so I managed to whittle it down to 12. And I, I think that's a it's it's nice that we're looking out for each other online there. So that, that's that's nah, always lovely good. to see. So yeah, it is good. I'm going to give you one more clue. For right. who's Ted going to oh, let out? Very nice. Okay. Right? Yep. It's from the West Coast. All right, okay. So that narrows it down a bit. It does. It does. Somewhat. It's okay. quite a shorter coast. So which clubs are on the West Coast, right? With your no. map that you had out on your wall. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. And you were going, which um, coast? <laughs> the ex-military and rise about to come out. He's, he's now got a laser pointer on a map of the world. Going, well, we'll attack the enemy from the As the music was playing, he was doing a forward roll, and then oh, as he landed on his as he landed on his feet, he was busy, he was putting mud on his face and stuff. He was like tying a soccer around, tying a white sock around his head. Yeah, and he was looking left and he was looking left and right with his eagle eyes. Hopefully, hopefully so, not the one under his bed. Oh. <laughs> I mean Blackpool is that is that Blackpool I mean Liverpool I mean it's Liverpool obviously are they kind of coastal aren't they I mean Blackpool so I'm going to leave that with you uh, uh, we have had a we have a guess oh, um, oh. as well from our Jack in Leicester uh, go on Jack he said, uh, is Ted going to let Big Sam out mm. no no it uh, but do you think I could Right, come on. Who in Big their right minds would kidnap Big Sam? <laughs> yeah, like, I, am I supposed to pick up Big Sam and get him in the fight? Think about Although, it, Jack. What, Think about it. One of, the, <laughs> one of the best laughs, though, when he laughed at Chico Flores. Remember that when he did a dog oh, in front of him? Oh, yes. <laughs> he just laughs at him. 
There you go. Oh, God. Oh, it's a corker, isn't it? We, it we, is we, we, anyway. we've, also, we've also got, he's also added onto his text, what's black and white and black and white and black and white and black and white, a Newcastle fan rolling down the hill, which, you know, <laughs> he's let himself down so, there a right, little bit. Block his number. What <laughs> yeah. on it? Jack, Jack, we don't need that level of negativity. <laughs> Come on, Jack. <laughs> Pick yourself up, Jack. Go again. <laughs> to, to be honest, he's probably got a chance of getting a gig on the station, yeah, which yeah, looks yeah. like that. <laughs> Dave's already getting it. What's his number, Daz? Yeah. <laughs> Jack who? Jack. That's drive time sorted. <laughs> right, shall we get some club headlines and then we'll crack on? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, oh, do, let's do that. Come on. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Beautiful Borough fans, as if Tuesday night wasn't magical enough, Middlesbrough have added Luke Ayling on loan from Leeds United. In a huge testament and hard work and planning from Borough's recruitment team leading into this window, we're only 10 days in and we've added our second signing, filling a key position they've identified coming into this window after losing Dara Lenahan and Tommy Smith. Luke Ayling is a predominantly a right back, but can also fill in at centre back. Matt Clark has also returned from his 14th month layoff, and while Michael Carrick was still keen to manage him carefully, his form has been an unexpected bonus in centre-back role, moving in to target Luke Ayling. I have been prompted to sign the 32-year-old, even though their new age era is signing considered prospects or assets. Uh, but there's always been an appreciation that the squad cannot solely be made up on those players of those calibre, which was evident at the start of this season when we had a tough start following the 12 players of arrived. All right, we'll move into this weekend against Millwall with Finn Azaz and Luke Ayling now in their ranks. <laughs> it's time to start climbing back above the Mackhams. Up the borough. That's your headlines. Magpies and Proud. Mags News. Bournemouth have denied that Newcastle United have made an approach for Dominic Solanke. News of an inquiry came yesterday, but the Cherries have previously made it clear that they've got no interest in parting with their 13 goal striker. There's no doubt Eddie Howe's a big fan of the centre forward. He signed from Liverpool back in January 2019 when he paid £19 million for his services. Of course, he'd be wanting uh, a lot more for uh, the striker this season. Manchester City won't move when it comes to the demands for Calvin Phillips' loan deal, insisting on a big fee and a contribution to the midfielder's weekly wages. Phillips is understood to be keen on a move to Newcastle this January, but no agreement has been reached between City and Newcastle who face each other on Saturday. And Newcastle are one of several clubs to be linked with 27-year-old forward Serhu Garassi, who is having a season to remember in the Bundesliga. He's currently on international duty with Guinea at the African Cup of Nations, having hit 19 goals in just 16 appearances for his club so far this term. Manchester United, Bayern Munich and West Ham have also been linked with a striker, although Bild report that his £15 million release clause expires in mid-January. And just a reminder that tickets are on sale for Newcastle's trip to the City ground to play in Nottingham Forest on the 10th of February. Uh, if you've got 120 loyalty points, you can apply now. And uh, slightly earlier, Newcastle face Villa at Villa Park. That's on the 30th of January. Uh, and you need 10 points, 10 loyalty points for uh, that. Still some tickets remain for the Villa away game on a Tuesday night. That's in Newcastle United headlines on Thursday the 11th of January. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. 
Good morning, Sunderland fans. According to the Northern Echo, Sunderland have added Blackburn Rovers striker Sam Gallagher to their list of potential transfer targets this winter. The former Southampton attacker has struggled for minutes at Ewood Park, having made only six appearances this season under Yondal Thomason, including five in the Championship. Regardless, Gallagher still has two goals, which is more than Sunderland's five strikers put together. A fee of just under £2 million should be enough to see that deal over the line. Friend of the show, Kieran Gill of the Daily Mail, says that West Ham have ruled out an SOS call to free agent Jesse Lingard as the club focus on January targets that include Sunderland's Jack Clark and Ajax's Stephen Bergwijn. While both Sunderland and Clark have stated there's no desire to sell or leave at this stage of the season, if a suitably tempting offer came in, then there may be a deal to be done. And finally, the Sunderland Echo reported Elliot Embleton's loan at Derby County has officially been brought to an end as the attacker midfielder looks to return to action later this season. Embleton went on loan to Derby after returning from a broken leg suffered in the latter stages of 2022 at Hull City and made a quick impression before suffering a freak muscle injury when taking a corner at the end of a training session. Embleton underwent surgery and returned to Wearside to begin his rehabilitation but still technically remained on loan at Derby who continued to pay a portion of his wages. With the January window now open and Embleton still on the road to recovery, the agreement has officially now been brought to an end. And there are your Sunderland headlines. David, just noticed in your headlines there, mate, we're actually we're both linked with Bournemouth strikers, Sunderland and Newcastle. Uh, yeah. Dominic Solanke, obviously, for yourselves. Uh, Kiefer Moore with ourselves as well. I wonder if one deal would might actually scupper the other, but Solanke, what a signing that would be. What a signing. Wait, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's Premier League proven. Um, it depends yeah. what the fee is for Newcastle, I guess. Um, nothing coming out of St James's Park at all with regards to transfers. Hence the rumours and speculation are building up momentum about Calvin Phillips, about Solanke, yeah. uh, Garassi now being added to that list. Um, but there is, you know, th- there's always going to be rumour and speculation around what Newcastle United want. The, the, the other thing is, you know, it's it's the injury list, and you know, I, I've heard a, a rumour that potentially Joe Linton could be out longer than expected. Does that mean oh. that? There's more emphasis now on potentially bringing in a midfielder rather than a forward in this window. Newcastle, I I dare say, could get through to the end of the season quite comfortably with Isaac and Wilson dovetailing each other, uh, as and when they're they're both fit. Um, Goalkeeping position, well, a lot of people saying we need a new goalkeeper, me included. I think we do need a backup to, to Nick Pope. But is that a priority when you've got the likes of Dubravka and uh, you know you've got, you've got able able people you know capable of coming in potentially not midfield seems to be the area where we are short that was what we identified in the summer um, you know Tenali was brought in and then was banned you know for a season yeah. so I would say midfield loan is probably is probably what Newcastle will go for I think Phillips will come. Do I think Solanke will end up at Newcastle in this window? I, I very much doubt it. I'd love to be proved wrong. It would be great to bolster the squad with somebody like that, but we definitely need new faces. Isaac Hayden coming back, like I mentioned yesterday, from his loan early um, would bolster the squad. It's another body. It's another face. We're paying him. We could play him. Um, he could end up. He could end up in you know in the mix. But we don't know who's coming back from injury. Um, you know, Harvey Barnes could be yeah. back in two weeks. Uh, Elliot Anderson could be back in two weeks. Eddie Howe plays it so close to his chest that potentially, you know, we could have players back. So it will be interesting. Only Eddie Howe knows. Um, he managed. He managed on the West Coast as well. Could it be Eddie Howe? The laugh. Oh. Oh. No. 
<laughs> to, to use a Daz expression, no. no. Uh, <laughs> oh, but Solanke, I mean, Solanke's having the season of his life, isn't he? He's, he's absolutely on he fire. Is, yeah. I wouldn't care. Eddie Howe was actually criticised when he got him at Bournemouth because he, he did pay 19 million for him. And I think he was a teenager then as well. Um, it was an eye-watering sum at the time, but this guy, he's... he's He's absolutely proven everybody wrong. You know, 13 goals in in 20 appearances, I think it is in in all competitions this season. Yeah, um, he must be tall record, as well as he with a name like that. Yeah, Solanke. Oh, Yay! oh, just when you think Radio Dad's not a, you get Radio Dad jokes. <laughs> he's six foot two anyway. Just for just out of interest. Oh, he's, he's, he's a physical unit, like I'll give him that. But obviously, yeah, I mean, maybe a move for him would scup a key for moving, uh, and that's that's maybe why that decision to send him out on loan's taken so long. But I'm sure we will see in due course. But uh, yeah, um, spicy games, boys. Spicy games. So mm. I mentioned at the top mm. of the show, the Roma and Lazio were paired together in the uh, in the cup, the Italian cup. Uh, it's a game that ended with three red cards. Uh, and also something that we really don't condone a, a beer bottle. I mean, how they on a yeah, it was full beer of beer as well. It was a full yeah, beer. thrown at Eduardo Bove, um, being hit by that, which we obviously hope he's all right. But what what really surprised me was um, I thought I wonder how the Italian press are reporting this because I'm, I'm I'm obviously I'm sad and I need a hobby. So I actually <laughs> actually had a look at Gazzetta della Sport last night, um, and like for all this had just happened an hour previous. The fact that this player was hit with a bottle was like you had to search for that story. It was like way mm. down, it was like sort of a tenth or eleventh story down. Bearing in mind that game had just been played. And I'm kind of thinking, well, they're obviously kind of the Italians must han- handle this in a completely different way to what we do. Because if that had happened in the UK, that would have been front page news. And you know, it would have been like sort of oh, you know, like the football hooligan fans and and basically getting football fans that bad reputation all over again. But anyway, well, enough about that because we talked all about that yesterday. But yeah, obviously the three red cards in a in a cup derby. Um, we didn't see anything like that in in terms of excitement uh, in the in the Sunderland Newcastle one. But in terms of spicy games, lads, there's one that that kind of is etched in my memory as a young kid. It was Germany versus Holland in the 1990 World Cup. And it was a, a spitting incident where Frank Reichard spat in Rudy Voller's hair. There was a oh. red card. I, th- it was, I think it's actually the first red card I probably clearly remember. And so, yeah, there's there's always that bit of spice. But what's what's the most aggy, kind of aggravated game you remember seeing? Right, we'll start with you. Hmm, it's, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, it, I mean, because Middlesbrough's never really had too many. I mean, we, we, I remember, I mean, I think. Are you there? I think the most we've ever had in, in one game was two, and it was like a Southampton game back in 98 or something, because Middlesbrough have never really had any, like, full, like, seriously, uh, you know, like three red cards in a game. I can't remember it. I mean, I, I remember with Middlesbrough, there was a couple of games against, um, I remember, was it Morrison on tackle on Ronaldo where he absolutely battered him uh, when <laughs> Ronaldo was in main form. I think it was Morrison or Catamol. One of them just went absolutely through him. It and then sounds all more the like Catamol. Came together. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, yeah. Um, there was an Australian match though. There was an Australian match where we were playing, I think it was like New Zealand. It was because we've got this classic rival with Australia, New Zealand. Uh, kind of, I guess, like, you know, England, Scotland sort of thing, this sort of like across the water sort of thing. 
I remember there was a game of football back in the early 2000s against New Zealand and there was like five or six red cards in that. There was punch-ons and everything. So, because we weren't too, we weren't very good back then at football and you know, still probably, you know, got a long way to go. But back then it was <laughs> like really rare for us to be in playing football. But I tell you what, we love to punch on. So I remember that game pretty being pretty viable. But yeah, I can't remember in in terms of Middlesbrough, I can't remember like too many. I mean, the, the one against Sunderland this season, you know, Josh Coburn and all that getting into it. Like, oh, that was pretty... I like that, you know, seeing Joshy Coburn, Dan Ballard going at on it. The floor. <laughs> they were they, that was pretty good. Uh, you know, Dan Neal being disgustingly with you know with his descent towards one of the best referees <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, so I guess yeah, because Australians had been sworn at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess when we play Sunderland, that's always got a little bit of extra to you know extra pizzazz to it. Leeds as well. Um, obviously, yeah. but um, yeah, I can't. I can't honestly think of. Uh, Daz, can you think of any in Middlesbrough's history? Um, don't we're, we're testing. I can't no, remember no. any that are like real, really bad. Where Quite we was well like heaps of red cards. I, I can't think of like. Adam I mean, Pogates. Pogates was yeah. a bit like. Nuts. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, him and Catamola are two of the fiercest I've ever seen. Probably. Yeah. In, in a Borough shirt. Um, sure. There's the famous. There was the famous one where where Sunderland played Middlesbrough as well, where uh, Catamol and Ledbetter were grabbing at each other and oh, sort of uh, yeah. button heads. Yeah. Mad that later on they actually became teammates and really they good teammates. mates. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. bizarre. But Goran Dan, uh, Daz, have you have you kind of got any in the memory? No, not I... even not even Borough ones. Any sort of spicy games that stand out? <sighs> no, I mean one of the things I was just going to say about Borough, I just. One of the, I remember the uh, the Brighton game that uh, where we went up uh, the Stuani goal. Oh uh, yes, and, yes, yes, uh, yes. There was that tackle on um, oh, Ramirez. Ramirez uh, took a chunk out of his leg. Yeah, took a big chunk out of his leg, and that yeah. got really yeah. tasty. And, and and just remember yeah. the crowd <laughs> lifting off uh, at yeah. that, and it and that just read it, it just it meant. I mean, it was already a, a hyped up. Uh, Riverside, anyway, you know, one of the most hyped up that that I'd ever seen, but that just sort of took it, took the whole game to another level, um, and that that was yeah, that was really horrible, really horrible, spicy stuff. Uh, yeah, um, that's the only one I think was, I can see. That, that, that Stevens, something wasn't it? Stevens. Stevens, yeah, was it? I mean, was it Stevens? Yeah, Stevens, Dale Stevens, Dale, yeah, Dale oh, Stevens, was, was yeah, it? Yeah. That went He's through him. Work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was a rough Quality shot. That times. Yeah. The yeah. best one, best. Yeah. I, mean, I think the most spicy I saw live was um, it was in the Premier League. Actually, it was Sunderland versus Birmingham. We one nil up, um, and we had. <laughs> to be honest, it should have been illegal to have the midfield we had that day. Mm. Uh, because we had Lee Catlamall in the middle of the park. It was um, not long after we bought him from Wigan. Um, and then we also had Lorik Sana as well alongside him, who was the Albanian captain uh, would got in from Marseille. I think he'd been captain of Marseille previous to that. And mm. these guys just, it was like they were trying to out-tackle each other. Every yeah. single one. I remember yeah. just before half-time, Sana going in for a tackle. And the, like the, the, the divot he must have took as he went in for this slide must have been about 20 yards long you can see the groundsman looking at this ground repair going how on earth do I even try and fix this he was, he, honestly he was like a missile this guy but both of them ended up getting sent off in that game we lost the game 2-1 which uh, actually wow. no no sorry we drew we drew twos each but uh, obviously yeah, we had the uh, well, the one in the World Cup where it was, was it Spain versus uh, the Netherlands where there was multiple yeah. sendings off in that one yeah um, yeah that, that got a bit tasty but but boys, none of them 
none of them can live up to and, and you'll all remember the game as soon as I mention it in 2011 it was the fifth tier of Argentinian football <laughs> between, <laughs> between between rival teams Claypool and Victoriano Arenas or Arenas oh it should be sorry yeah. uh, that's, that's something to do with rent a ghost is it it's a clipboard. Oh, mate. What you a just unlocked a core memory there, like. That's where Audrey Roberts started that career. You Audrey Roberts. Yeah. 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 Natasha yeah, Popov. Yeah. Yes, that's it, Natasha Popov. Oh, brilliant, man. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the, the record, the record for showing red cards in a single game, get this. A referee set a record by showing 36 red cards in a single game. Get off it. What? Dismissing all the players, substitutes and coaches. <laughs> yeah, that Get happened in 2011 between Argentinian rivals Claypool and Victoriano <laughs> Arenas. There you go. 36. Oh there was nobody left. You must have been sending fans off by the end, like... <laughs> Yeah. But yes, spicy, spicy games at spicy games at Newcastle. You'd think it would be Sunderland, and apart from '85, where Bennett and Agbula both got sent off, um, yeah. that doesn't really it doesn't really turn into the spiciest of games. It's always Newcastle versus Manchester United. The most infamous infamous one at St James's was Keane versus Shearer face off. Oh which, yes. You know, it, yeah. that, that that really probably epitomises, you know, what that game means to both teams. And, and you know, we're, we're getting back to that kind of rivalry now. Um, there's a one which people probably won't remember uh, because we all tend to block the Mike Ashley era out of our mind. But in 2014, um, I remember uh, two players... Uh, accusing each other of spitting. And when it was replayed on Match of the Day, they both actually spat at each other. Papa Cissé <laughs> and Johnny Evans both spat at each other in a game. Uh, that was it. That was another feisty uh, clash uh, between two. You know, but between two. But there's been, there's many. I mean, that infamous one, as you say, you know, uh, Rudy Voller. I mean, that was horrendous. That was a hockle. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just. Yeah, what, what, he, <laughs> what he, a great northeast term. <laughs> he, he just went. And then just yeah, leveled it at him. I mean, that was that absolute was Docker's omelette. Yeah. Oh, uh, I tell you another one who was naughty. Who was naughty? Uh, that Liverpool player, um, and he was prolific. Uh, El Hadjouf. Um, oh yeah. Oh, had yeah. We had him. Yes. We had him for a while. Yes. He spat at a he fan. Was... Do you remember that? Yes, Do you remember boy. that? It was Celtic. They were playing in the quarterfinals of the UEFA, and he spat at a supporter. Um, yep. And of course, Eric Cantona, the kung fu kick. Uh, jumping mm-hmm. into the crowd um, and actually, you know, attacking a supporter. I mean, you know, does it get any more bizarre than that? And I guess if we're looking for space as well, who would ever forget the uh, the boxing match, which, you know, wasn't promoted. There was no posters in and around uh, Newcastle or St. James's Park prior to that, but it was Lee Boyer versus Kieran Dyer who decided <laughs> to have a good old-fashioned old 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 punch-up, uh, you know, on the pitch in front of 52,000 people, uh, and yeah, they didn't get paid any what extra for that. Uh, no. When you sent when you did when you sent this as a topic, I did decide. I mean, when you said spicy, I thought I wonder if there's actually any you know Indian games. You know, Indian spicy. Where I'm going, curry. All right, okay. oh, I like where you uh, went with this. And like, was there, Oh and my was god, there, somebody researches my content. And was and what and, and was there was there a, was there a game in India uh, like that? And it's called the Kolkata Derby, locally known as the Burra Match. Yes. Really. 
There you go. It's a rivalry which has gone over a hundred years, and it is uh, the the matches are witnessed by a large audience. Uh, and rivalry between patrons. It's considered to be one of the biggest Asian football rivalries. So there you go. Wow. Uh, the Borough, it's called the Borough Match, and it takes place in West Bengal. So if you're ever across in wow. India on your holidays, uh, get yourself a curry, because that's the best place to go for a curry, and make sure that the Kolkata Derby's on, and you can go and watch that, because it's apparently absolutely radio rental. Just one quickly you know that kind of brings to mind as well. I'm very, very was... impressed with that. I'm... No, 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 right. We've got it. Just, I think there's a mini golf clap needed for Steve for that one. Sterling research went into that one. Well done. I love that. Proud of you. I love that. Well done. What were you saying? Quick, quick sports headlines. Quick, quick. Yeah, just in in recent times, Ryan Shawcross. Do you remember him? Do you remember the tackle he put on Adeboyo? And there was one also where he put on. um, uh, Was it? Francis Jeffers, I think it was. Was Jeffers? I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, Ryan Shawcross went uh, absolutely through. I think it was Jeffers, and he was out for like three months. (laughs) He literally like broke his leg. That Ryan Shawcross was one of the fiercest players I've ever seen as a centre back as well. He was so aggressive. As, as far as spicy defenders were concerned, he was he was probably up there with a Vindaloo, without a doubt. Like, don't get us wrong, he was he was no like Julian Dix or John Kay or, or Kill Klein or somebody of that standard. But modern day wasn't bad. Anyway, Nan was a big fan. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. On that note, sports headlines before we fall into a coma. <laughs> oh dear. Together across the northeast. Big shout out to Caroline, lads. Big shout out to Caroline, who's wanting to know what the stain is on the chair in the studio. (laughs) 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 Actually, uh, never do it to you, Caroline. And how has some of it got on my seat? I am, I am joking, Caroline. We love you really. <laughs> she did send in, she did, she did send in a really good topic. Yeah, to discuss. She, she'd sent in a, yeah, she did. A, a post that she'd got on, she'd seen on social media from yeah. uh, a social media user called Walls End Mag. Um, and what was interesting was, uh, well, I'll, I'll read out some of the post. Uh, I, I was at Borough versus Chelsea last night, and sadly have to report that their atmosphere absolutely. Um, something's all over ours. Wheeze. Uh, yeah, that's, there we go. Thank you. Uh, if I was to compare that to our semi-final last year, firstly, the DJ does a great job at working up the crowd. It was already full Got 15 minutes before kickoff. Uh, so he turned the music off and just let the crowd sing. And it was the best build-up to a match I can remember in years. We were in the West End, equivalent to the Milburn at uh, St James's Park, uh, and people were bouncing up and down in there. Certainly wouldn't happen at St James's Park. Uh, their main singing end uh, was to our right, the South Stand, and it was clear that they'd organised an ultras group in there, and there was an even a podium for a drummer to stand. Uh, what I will say is it never stopped all night. A full end, 5 or 6k, all stood the entire match and singing song after song. The North Stand opposite, although mainly seated except towards the back, was still very loud. Uh, it made it a really noisy experience. And one thing I did notice was how different the demographic is between their fan base and ours. In their main singing end, it appeared to be all teenagers and lads in their 20s and 30s. Where, uh, where we are, it was people more in their 30s and 40s, but still loads of kids. Ah. You can probably add 20 years onto that if you're talking about the St. James's Park end. Uh, was nice as a neutral to be part of such a young, uh, enthusiastic, vibrant support. Um, oh. And I came away slightly envious, I'll be honest. 
Yes. And that's from World's well, End Mag. Um, I will uh, add, before anyone asks, that's not my alt account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's really interesting, Steve, that someone comparing, you know, the, the fantastic experience at the Riverside the other night. We're just young and exciting group, Steve, and you're, and you're in a bunch of old blokes. <laughs> I, I mean, look, you're comparing different games and different mm. games bring different atmospheres. I mean, oh, I was absolutely. at the Newcastle United Carabao Cup semi-final at St James's Park last year and it was absolutely sensational. Yeah. So um, I was at the PSG game this year and it was up there with one of the best atmospheres that we've had at St James's Park for the last 25 years. So, mm. you know, I guess I guess it depends which game you go to. I guess if you'd gone to watch Middlesbrough play... Versus Stoke you know, earlier in the season. Yeah, um, I think it would have no, been slightly different. So, yeah. I don't think there's a comparison really. Um but you know, fair play to you know, fair play to a, a Newcastle fan for coming out and giving giving Borough a bit of praise in the sense that the atmosphere was exceptional. Yeah. But it depends yeah. which games you've been to. I mean Walls and Mag might be a diehard season ticket holder who's gone, you know, for, for thirty five years and, and never missed a game and, and you know, I'm not doubting his credibility to be able no. to make a comment. But he might also be somebody who doesn't get to many games and has just unfortunately, you know, picked picked a bad game at St James's Park because there has mm. been many over 14 years of Mike Ashley ownership it was absolutely awful we literally you know if, if, if it came to a pub quiz and the questions were, were levelled about those particular years I'm telling you now I would be useless because I've almost blocked it from my mind um, with the exception of some players it, it, it's, it's almost hard to name a starting 11 from that 14 year period because you just don't want to remember it mm-hmm. uh, yet ask me anything about the entertainers or ask me anything about Sir Bobby Robson's days and you know I can pretty much come up with it even those you know, even those managers who didn't do so well in their time at Newcastle, um, you know, the likes of Rude Hullet and, and Daglish, which I frowned upon, mm. I, could, I could reel off, you know, answers from those seasons. But yeah, it's uh, it just depends which game you go to. Uh, 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 that's all. And, and the same could be said about Sunderland as well. You know, you, yep. you know, the, the atmosphere at the, for the derby was good. Um, you know, it was it was it was a tip, it was a great derby atmosphere, the build up, etc. But you know, as you say, someone go and play Stoke in, in the league, um, you know, on a cool January day, it's not going to be the same atmosphere, is it? Mm-hmm. Weirdly, that's well, exactly just... the one I was thinking of from from last season. I, I was over, <laughs> I was over there, and I, I actually took Mrs. Ted because I'm because I'm romantic. Uh, I took her to, to the stadium <laughs> like to watch the Stoke game where we got we got absolutely oh, five one. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, it is eight thirty-eight I mean, in the morning. By the way, eight thirty-eight in the morning. And just a shout out to all the Newcastle fans who need to take their meds. Just as a reminder, well, uh, I've got to shut up for five minutes. Uh, I've got five minutes left, lads. Well, well I think so I we think need to, get this, we need to get this competition sorted. Who's taking the lead? Who? Who's taking the lead? Slightly dubious accent on this, by the way, Ted. <laughs> I've now in tribute to this. I put me Joe Frazier picture he on said Facebook. I joined the jobless line. <laughs> Here's the line. So I kidnapped football and fucking Havana could fit in. <laughs> so Stephen Rye, <laughs> you need to shout out. Who's Ted gonna let out? Who's Ted gonna let out? Right, be quiet. Be quiet. It's coming up. Who's Ted gonna let out? It's coming. It's coming. Who's Ted gonna let out? Radio Gold, right here. I love this instrumental, uh, yeah, it's Ted. Great. It's this fantastic. Build up. <laughs> here we go. Down, down, down.
Surely, Steve. <laughs> it does sound like Steve. So we, we've got a, a past Premier League manager on yeah. the coast. Yes, on coast. the west coast. It's not Big Sam. Can kind of right. It's if, not El I mean, you guys and you guys uh, in the studio and, and on the end of the mics might get this one if I give you one final clue. It just depends on, okay. how well you've actually listened to me in the past or whether you just ignore everything I say. Um, the last one. Mrs. Mrs. Ted got this pretty quickly. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Ted. That, that's that's not the clue, is it? That's that's the clue. Mrs. Ted got oh. it pretty quickly. Oh my god. I have, I have mentioned from where from where Mrs. Ted is from. I need to give away our real name there. That I would have been shot for. Oh. He has. <laughs> I have divulged where Mrs. Ted is from. Yeah, you have. You have. Yeah! <laughs> Would you like to divulge again where she's from? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, I appreciate the unsubtle attempts to get that done there, Daz. Oh, yeah, well tried. <laughs> Tony Poulos is me last. That's me last bet. Uh, me last guess. Oh, I can't remember Tony Poulos ever laughing. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, it's 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 not Tony Poulos. I will on. let you know via WhatsApp though, Steve, so you're not wondering about it all day and it'll a once all your day. And Steve, Thanks, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> one more time, Steve. Oh, uh, Are you ready? <laughs> There's no difference between Brilliant that and Steve. It's mad, isn't it? It's not at all. It's mad. Right, lads, I shall see you tomorrow morning. Have a good Take one. Care. Take care, Steve. Steve. I'll see you on Monday. I will see you on Monday, mate. I'm not here yes, tomorrow. Enjoy so your weekend, Monday. bro. Take care. Bye. Thank you, mate. Am I the only ever present this week, or what? Yep, you are. Yep. <laughs> Holding down the fort. I've racked, I've racked up more appearances than Radio Dad this week. <laughs> oh, I can't get this. This uh, is... But I guess, uh, Ian's I been I back in touch, that... by the way, on the WhatsApp. Oh, uh, has he? Morning, has he? Ian. Yeah, he said, I've just uh, tuned in. I thought I was still having a trippy dream with that tune, lads. Uh, that's what you've done to him <laughs> this morning, Ted. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the thousands that I spent on production has not been wasted. <laughs> yes, yeah. We do want to know whether oh. you prefer this or whether you want What the Fact to come back. Uh, but yeah, well, what give the it fact, a go. Please. This is a grower. This this, this, uh, this this game is a bit like mould. It grows. No. Yeah. I'm glad you went well, that get route. Get the bleach onto it. Get the bleach <laughs> on it. <laughs> Come on. You can have your say on uh, the WhatsApp or double three or four three two thousand and two. You can tell we need some help here. Or double three or four three two thousand and two. Drop us a WhatsApp if you know who that laugh is. <laughs> so, just to, just to tie things up, we'll, we'll 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 leave that mystery person tied to the radiator for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, Rye, Dad, yes, sir. Yes. Liverpool and Real Madrid want Paris Saint-Germain's yep. Kylian Mbappe. He's out of contract yep. at the end of the season. Free to sign for another club this month, actually. He can decide to move. Mm. Where do you reckon he's going to end up? And do you think he should actually try a move to the Premier League? Because obviously we're talking about, you know, French League being a bit of a, a, a farmer's league. There's only one or two teams maybe ever going to be in it. Spain's no different, really. Uh, Real Madrid, we'll, we'll come to them in a bit. Actually, they haven't lost a game since August. So they're not exactly in need of it. Do you reckon the Premier League would, would be a good... 
a good place for Mbappe to prove his worth even more. Yeah, I 100% reckon he would. And I reckon if Mo Salah leaves Liverpool in that... Remember that Saudi Arabian deal that was $200 million or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. There's your money yeah. for Mbappe, right? So if Salah goes, I reckon, and then Liverpool get that $200 million or whatever it is, pound, for Salah, there's your money for Mbappe and they go for Mbappe because he's the right winger that will replace Salah. And what a, what a replacement would be. You're losing one of your best players. We were just talking the other day, weren't we, about Mo Salah being one of the greats. Do you know what I mean? So to, yeah. to replace Mo Salah with Kylian Mbappe... It keeps your fan base happy. You've got the money to do it. And that's where I see his line into, into the Premier League. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think we'd love to see him in the, in the Premier League, see what he's all about. He's been one of those entities that has always been spoken about, but he's always been in those other leagues. So he's never really, you know, sort of paid attention to it. I mean, it, we've, yeah. we've often laughed about it, but I'm, I'm sorry, French League, but PSG walk that league most years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the, the teams they come up against in week in, week out aren't, you know, it's, it's not... It's not a high standard of football week in week out, but if he was to come God to the no. Premier League, you know, he, you know, I mean, he's got to come up against some of you know the world class defenders, some of the toughest ones. Can he still be you know as magical as he was? I mean, when we saw him against Newcastle, he kind of went quiet. You was, know what I mean? He was very I mean, ordinary he, at that game, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He, you know, he yeah. was in at St James Park on a cold night. You know what I mean? He he couldn't perform. So that, that's and we, what we, makes we, me you, doubt whether he could do it week in week out in the Premier League. Mm. Is he well, that's what you guys doubt Messi from it. it. Yeah. Well, it? Yeah, well, you, you I was mean, just about to say we we talked about this when we discussed Messi, the whole Messi thing, didn't we? Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Messi, yeah. Neymar, Mbappe, dare they come to the Premier League? Because mm. you know they, they've dominated um, uh, in in Spain uh, in that in that league uh, they've dominated in France where you know I could dominate um, would they dare come because when Neymar when um, um, Mbappe came uh, against Newcastle he was he was a very ordinary player yes he had those mm -hmm. flashes of brilliance um, and I I just don't know I don't know you know if they've if, if they've got the guts to do it if he's got the guts to come um, I, I, I think there's a question mark over that, Daz. I've got to be honest with yeah. you. I, I think it's down to bottle. Um, I, I think Messi and Neymar both had opportunities to come to the Premier League. Mm -hmm. I, I think there was definitely money there available. If you look at the likes of Man City, there was that was never going to be an issue. But they've just kind of they evaded. The, the reason why I admire Ronaldo the way I do as as the goat, and I, I, I'll very very loudly kind of beat me chest over that one is he's, he's given it a go and Ronaldo's been a success in the Premier League which which is for me a much much tougher league you've only got to look at the, the top six now becoming a top eight becoming a top ten in the Premier League and mm -hmm. um, that standard is just that much higher and that much more physical I just um, but he, he, he moved to so many clubs Ronaldo you know what I mean he played everywhere Messi was a one he was that class he played at Barcelona for that many years at the top level and and you know and the Ballandors and that I'm not going to get this argument again because it's 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 one's yeah. going forever but you know Ronaldo sucked so uh, let's just leave it there uh, I think um, for me yeah look I think Mbappe finds his his way to Liverpool whether he's got it to you know wants to do it or, or not who knows do you know what I mean it, 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 you've got to look at those because on a cold night you know it, at Newcastle when it's raining do you know what I mean it, a cold night you know it, around the you know around England and all that sort of stuff no not as much sunshine and all that through the winter periods and stuff like that you've got to be able to perform week in week out and if you're not you're going to get found out in the premier league very 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 quickly uh so yeah look it, it's it'd be a big ask i think i think liverpool suits him yeah, they've got that sort of yeah. style under clock uh, to, to to play 
him into a Mo Salah role where they sort of just use him and him only. You know, he, the penalty taker, the free kick taker, everything like that. It's it's Mo Salah replacement. I don't think he fits into a team like Man City or something like that just because they're superstar started at the moment anyway. You know what I mean? He, I think yeah. he wants to be... The, the main man he wants at to that, be the man at that next he? club yeah, yeah. He, he's, the, he's the he's the token sort of carrier you know the the, the marquee signing if you will so yeah, yeah I, I, I'd love to see him at the Premier League I really yeah, would I, whether he does I, it or not I, I don't know yeah I, I agree I, I don't want to go come all over Kevin Keegan but um, I would love it if he came to the, the <laughs> Premier League um, and and showed what he is capable of doing um, yeah you know and, and, and I agree with you Ray I think Liverpool would be a, a, a a real good club for him to go to, to to you know fill that Salah role. Um, you know, I think Klopp would 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 work well with him. I think you know, oh, um, uh, but I would suspect he'll go to Real. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. money, and uh, he'll have an easier ride. He, he he won't necessarily be well. Will he be? You know, I mean, I, I'm trying to think now who who Real have still got. You know, would he still be top dog there? He probably would. Um, uh, but I think. Do, he, do they need him though? Well, I mean, no. that's another question. Real Madrid, like, like I mentioned, mate, it, it, Real Madrid haven't lost a game since August. Now, yes. for me, I think they now are probably a better side uh, or a better team, I should put it, um, than, than when they had that lost Galacticus weight around the next. Mm. It's, it's, it's a team that they've, they've built rather. Yes, they have bought players in, of course they have. Jude, uh, Jude Bellingham being of one course. of the, the key yeah, ones yeah. in that. Yeah, exactly. But they're not what you would. They're not what you would call like megastars. They're not Beckham's Figos, yeah. your Ronaldo Nazarios, and all that sort of lot. The, yeah. They're building a the building a side of team players, and I just wonder whether somebody like Mbappe, because to all intents and purposes, the kid has got an ego on him, and you kind oh, of massive. think was would that would that upset Real Madrid? Do the do the mm. need that in the dressing room? Whereas Liverpool, I think. Moving to Liverpool, yes, he would be the the big fish in a in a smaller pond compared to Real Madrid, and I think because of Mbappe's ego, I think he possibly look at um, a, a, you know a, a Premier League stint as something like right, I'm going to do something that the other greats haven't done, you know, like sort of okay, so Neymar didn't try it. Messi didn't try it. Yes, okay, Ronaldo did, but I'm going to try it and I'm going to trump him. And I, I just wonder whether that little bit of an ego might creep into that one. It's 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 entirely possible. But um, you watch, you'll prove us all wrong. He just stayed PSG and collect his wages every month, like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is is like, anybody yeah, I mean, else that who, could, you know, is anybody else who's be, capable of going for it? He wouldn't go to Saudi, would he? No, oh, really not. A, he's still young, but I don't know. Money talks, mate, with these boys. You know what I mean? Money talks a lot, sort of thing. So, I mean, he's currently on. Uh, Kylian Mbappe's weekly salary earns around. This is in euro, one million seven hundred forty-eight thousand two hundred sixty-nine a week. What under his so current contract? What, at he's close to what we're on for the breakfast show, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is just off. Yeah, I just quickly googled it, but. As per uh, just recently, Mbappe earns around one, yeah, one million seven hundred forty-eight thousand two hundred sixty-nine euros a week under his current terms of contract with contract. What's that in pounds? So hang on, it, that is one million five hundred three thousand and eighty-one pounds. That can't be right, right? He's earning one point five mil a week in pound. That's that's just. Who's gonna? I mean, okay, I, I no. Do you know what I mean no? Who's paying that? 
<laughs> so yes, he's going to Saudi, uh, and he's taking Jordan Henderson's spot because there's the, the 1.5 million pound a week. You are yeah. taking the Mick. Blow him in hell. That is crazy. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely Jeez. incredible. Who is paying that for a player? You know, I don't care how good you are, mate. Like, oh. If you want that, mate, you've got to score four goals a game. That's on your contract, I tell you. I mean, that is it's, ridiculous. I mean, he's a good wow. player and all that, but, like, do you not think he's a little bit overrated? Or am I just on my own with this one? No, you're I'm, not. I'm probably you know, going to get uh, shouted at. Uh, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, I, I, and I've not watched a lot of him. Uh, you know, I've seen the little clips that you see on YouTube, the little goal, yeah. you know, the amazing stuff. Um but I think that Newcastle game was was the first time in a while that oh, I sat and he watched him. Found yeah. out, um, yeah. yeah, and I agree. I think you did. Uh, so, yeah, and come on, come to the Premier League, come and have a go. Uh, you know, because uh, he doesn't Are need you the money. Liam Gallagher now? I am a little bit, aren't I? I'm so sorry. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely didn't go that far. I'm far too middle class for that, aren't I? I bailed, I bailed out at the end. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, yeah, I would. I, yeah, come on, seriously, you know, come and show what you're worth. If you are yeah. the world's greatest yeah. player now, um, yeah. you know, if you if you have taken that mantle, and you know, Bellingham would, I think, would be on the phone anyway. Um, you know, come and prove what you're worth in the Premier League. Who can League. afford that though? It's the only well, the no only person could, can is uh, Liverpool. But if they sell like, Salah, I mean, but even then. Yeah, you know I mean, you're it's talking. His wages, you know, yeah. that's two hundred. That's two hundred million, but they're going to pay him what one of uh, one million a week or something. I mean, like he's going to take a pay cut wherever he goes. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that, those wages are incredible. I don't know who can afford that. And you're right. Maybe it is. He just stays at PSG and plays it out there because they're the only ones that can keep him on their wage. You know what I mean? So, and he's happy there, and he's being recognised as, you know, what I mean, of, of everything he's got. So. Yeah, crazy, 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 crazy amount of money. It's, it's, it's a mad one. And I think the the other thing for me as well is that I think you kind of do question his attitude a little bit. That that Newcastle yeah, game is yeah, a great 100%. example of that where don't expect him to sort of chase back into midfield and try and win the ball yeah. back or anything like that. I think he's one of them, unless the passes are absolutely 100% accurate for him, I don't think he's going to break his neck to try and get on the end of something. No. Um, no. He'll just kind of turn around and give you a bit of a, a you know, a bit of a sly look as if to say well you know yeah, I, I, yeah. why why am I having to chase back and do that and, and, and put some sort of work and effort in yeah, yeah. That's, Liverpool I think on, on the on the basis of the salary mate yeah that, that does rule a lot of people out unless unless yeah. they get an absolute mega deal for Salah which which is entirely possible um but I'm sure, obviously, Salah's getting reports from his old teammate, Jordan Henderson, probably, he was probably saying... Don't, I'm don't, Stuart. Do contract, mate. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you've got to bear in mind, though, that Salah is from that part of the world. Yeah. And, and you know, his his profile over there, um, you know, is, is huge, possibly even more so than what it is in Europe. So he can be seen as some, as some sort of statesman of the game if he goes over there. It'd be sort of a, it'd be like almost like a hero's return going back o- over to those parts. So, yeah, I, th- I think goes, maybe, Salah, Salah is on three hundred and fifty thousand pounds per week. That's his weekly salary compared to Mbappe, who's one point five million. So, there you go. Wow. Weekly salary for Mohamed Salah as of 2024. 2024 his weekly salary is £350,000. Now, we just did the math from Euro for Mbappe, and he's, he'd be £1.5 per week, uh, you know, weekly salary. So, 
and you're, you're, you're not asking for another meal. You're not guaranteed that Mbappe <laughs> is going to hit the ground running and be able to no. provide the same as what Salah does. You never want to get injured for me, mate. You know what I mean? What, have you got a cough? (laughs) That's funny, get out there. We are heading towards uh, nine o'clock and coming up at nine is the the mid-morning nonsense. So I think, Ted, we we need to do and get this finished. Who's Ted going to let out? Who's Ted going to let out? You've got no idea how much joy I've had in Oh, we can can imagine you. We can can hear it in your voice. I can hear how happy you are. I got the messages, yeah, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> he yeah, did as well. And he said, I joined the jobless line. Here we go. Here we so go. I kidnapped football and fucking Havana could fit in. What? <laughs> so, Stephen Rye, <laughs> you need to shout out, who's Ted going to let out? Who's Ted going to let out? Who's Ted going to let out? The single out? king. Thank you. Thank you. Who's Ted going to let All out? All bow down. <laughs> bow wow down. <laughs> you ready? You ready? <laughs> so there you go, Ted. Uh, I'm going to give Ted you one more clue. Okay. I'm going to give okay. you one more clue. An yep. old Bristolian. Uh, ooh, uh, well, um, Jack has been back in touch on the WhatsApp. Oh, and, and has hello, said, Jack. Uh, is it Ian Holloway? Yes, Jack. Way. Yes. Hey, absolutely brilliant. Out of nowhere. Well done. Oh, absolutely. Jack. Oh. Oh, well done. Oh, oh amazing. Holloway. As, is work. Ian Holloway's unshackled from the radiant. Bye, oh. Ian. Bye. He's been released. See Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for He's joining us, Ian. Thanks for playing. safely to his loved ones. Oh, <laughs> good on you. Thanks for playing, one. Ian. <laughs> loved one, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that clip that wow. I took that from, by the way, is absolute comedy gold with Ian Holloway. I love Ian Holloway. Yeah. Just like everything is a diamond quote from him. It was funny. He's just was such funny. good entertainment value. But yes, obviously, he was he was, uh, he was the Blackpool manager uh, in their, their solitary season at the Hard, which is obviously where Mrs. Ted is from on the West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. I did know, no, I did know that. that. Oh, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Um, the only yeah. game I've ever seen live in my life with Middlesbrough was against Blackpool. And we lost 3-0 as well. Oh. <laughs> and it was Ian Holloway with Charlie Adam. That I remember seeing him on the touchline yes, thinking, yeah, yeah. I I dislike you. You've ruined my only time here in Middlesbrough. But uh, I, yep, I have uh, the only game I've seen was an Ian Holloway masterclass dismantling uh, Middlesbrough with Gary Taylor Fletcher. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Good, another good player. They had a yeah. fantastic side, you know. I mean, for they all the, they got relegated um, after one season. They played four yep. three three. They played some good attack. Prime Charlie Adam. Oh yeah. Charlie Adam was, was in his prime. Yeah, he was he was unstoppable then. It was incredible. Yeah, good size. Good size. Does what does what coming up? Coming up. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got the usual um, nonsense. Yeah. Before anyone Yay. else says it, uh, we've got a chat degree this morning uh, because just be, yeah, just before Christmas, um, you remember uh, Ryan Ryan O'Neill passed away. Um, yes. And uh, as a kid, I always called him Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Right. Right. Yeah. That was. I, I don't know why. Um, so what I thought. Can we come up with any other famous celebrities that uh, are actual animals? Uh, and I know, right? So, Ryan O'Neill, uh, yep, uh, C. Lion Dion, 
Olivia Newt and John um, and oh um, God. Salmon Rushdie. <laughs> so uh, we're looking for more of those. Salmon Rushdie. <laughs> Um, what, about, what about Didier Dogba? Oh, there we go. And see, I'm going to start my chat agrees on this show from now on. Uh, uh, so we've got that coming up, and then after ten, oh, I've got two. Go I've, on, I've go got on. one with who's, who's oh, two on. animals in one. Yeah. Cut them all. Oh, very yeah. Lee, cut them all. Very, yeah, very oh, good. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, gents. Um, it's been thank another you. fab northeast footy brekkie. So I will bid you adieu. Have a fantastic weekend, Borough fans. I'll be there for Millwall, but I'm not here tomorrow. Uh, I am moving house. So I appreciate each and everybody. I'll be back Monday, uh, and there'll be nobody talking over anyone tomorrow, so you can have a good <laughs> show tomorrow, Ted. <laughs> uh, all the best. Well, mate. Yeah, hope that goes well, and uh, the northeast footy brekkie will be back tomorrow morning from 7. If you missed this morning, you can catch the replay this afternoon between 4 and 6 across the network. Have a fantastic day, guys. See you, lads. <laughs> From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast.